0: Man, that was the best movie ever. It was just amazing. Which movie was that? Oh, it was this awesome animated Superman movie. It was uh, called Superman Brainiac Attacks. I mean, they tried to to trick you by making it look like this horrible, horrible direct-to-video movie that they put no absolutely no effort into and had terrible voice acting in. But if you really look beneath the surface, it <laughs> Okay, yeah, I can't finish saying that with a straight
1: face. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie's a piece of crap. <laughs> Welcome, fellow loyal listeners, to episode nine of the frustrated fans—the first episode of what we're calling Direct to Video Hell. So, scared yet? No, I, you will be. You was, will be. I was before I saw the movie. After I saw it, I was just furious. Well, that is kind of your default reaction. This is true. <laughs> to of thing. So, before we get going into why this movie um, deserves the direct-to-video hell treatment, we uh, need to talk about some background. The year is 2006. What major studio is putting out not only a live-action Superman movie but is wrapping up the Justice League Unlimited series, And which, uh, yeah, that's right, it's Warner Brothers. Yep, known for good such good choices as putting in none of, such as Man of Steel 2, now starring all of Justice League. Yeah, well, that's another rant for another day.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Batman. It's
1: Batman v. Superman. Dawn of Justice. That also has oh. Aquaman, a Flash, and a Wonder Woman cast.
0: God, you know, did you read um, what, what's-his-face, Zack Snyder's stupid explanation for why
1: it's Batman v. Superman and not Batman versus Superman? Well, besides the fact that either are co- co- ah, grammatically correct? No, I haven't.
0: No, he said he wants it to appear more subtle. And to quote ow. an article I read about it, that is the last time you will see the word subtlety and Zack
1: Snyder in the same sentence. My Ow, ow, it hurts. Stop, make it stop. Oh, okay.
0: In case anyone couldn't tell, I don't like Zack Snyder. I think he's a terrible director. There, talk about that.
1: I, I don't hold Watchmen against him. I actually think that was a pretty good adaptation. I did not like
0: that movie. Granted, I, I'm partially biased towards that because I got like really sick halfway through it. Oh, I got like a horrible head cold that did not go away for like two days. Fair enough. So I, I always say Doctor Manhattan gave me cancer, <laughs> and he
1: can turn into a car. <laughs> <The> references. <laughs> that that video was better than the entire movie. <laughs> All right, we are stalling long enough. Superman Braining Attacks is a directed video uh animated feature that came out in 2006 a week before the live action superman returns and was right after the just the official DC animated universe which is Batman the animated series Superman the animated series Static Shock Batman Beyond Zeta Project am i forgetting anything and the uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited just,
0: yeah, um
1: all of that tech-
0: yeah, this technically, Teen Titans belongs thing. to that, even though it's not in the same universe. Right. But it's all yeah. one continuity.
1: This yep. is not. Um, yeah, and there this is, is they, a long story behind that.
0: Yeah, and if you this came out a week before Superman Returns did, so in two, so in 2006 we got two bad Superman movies.
1: Yeah. So, first of all. If you've never seen this movie, it has the exact same animation style as the DCAU, as Superman the Animated Series. And there's a reason behind that. Well, not a good reason, but there's a reason behind that. This is this movie was purely a Warner Brothers executive mandate. They wanted a directed video animated thing to coincide with Superman Returns. But for sake of time... They decided to use the existing animation models, and then Bruce Timm and the DCAU crew were not involved in this entirely.
0: So, if if you couldn't tell a pattern between this and the theatrical release of Daredevil, studios are dumb.
1: Well, they can be. Yeah. So two are two uh, besides the studios mandates. There are two people we like to hold chiefly responsible: uh, the chief writer screenplay who wrote uh Mr Dwayne Kapisi and director Kurt Geta Gita. Geta Geta. 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 Okay. Yeah I've heard
0: his uh, they've met they've said his or maybe it's Geta I know they've said they've said his name during commentaries on stuff is he was actually the director of my favorite Batman movie Batman Beyond Return of the Joker and so when I saw that I was
1: frankly shocked okay so, before we get into why this movie is so bad, uh, writer Dwayne Capizzi, uh, he was instructed to copy the essence of the Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman Superman movies, so, aka a light-hearted tone with a focus around romance, uh, which, into so it, animation animated feature. And I'm not saying that can't work, if given the right person yeah. behind it.
0: And, to, to be fair, it makes sense why they would want to do that since Superman Returns, which was supposed to be in the same continuity as the first two movies, because the second two never happened. So... That at least makes sense why they wanted, you know, that's how they wanted to connect it over with those.
1: More or less. And then, but you have to understand, Super in the Animated Series, they danced around Lois and Clark's relationship. There was flirtation, occasional will they or won't they? But it was more or less, they were friends, but never outright romance, romantic.
0: Yeah, they put a little bit more romantic side into Superman and Lois, but her and Clark, nothing really, like, the Clark Kent... Alter ego never really connected. But at the end of the entire
1: show, she and Superman kiss. Right. So. so and then my personal favorite Superman incar- in incarnation pretty much of anything, the Lois and Clark, the new live action, the new adventures of Superman, that, the relationship was the primary focus with everything kind of built around it. So, um, so this, on the other hand, was kind of supposed to be an echo of the Donner movies. And if you, those of you who have never watched Superman's 1 and 2, which are primarily Donner, the relationship between Clark and Lewis is there, certainly. It's definitely a big focus, but it's uh, – I would argue it's almost one of the movie's major comedic sense.
0: Uh, well, Superman 2 has that. Uh, well, both Superman cuts, really. Oh, i I never seen the Richard Donner oh, cut. do do He's, he's seen really good, which – See, I didn't like Superman 2 very much, so... This actually... The Donner cut is m- much better. So... Oh. Well, considering the director's cut
1: for Daredevil was extremely good, maybe I'll check out the Richard Donner cut for Superman 2. So it, the question becomes, To if we were to remove the established voice actors that came back for this movie and the animation models for a completely new set, would this movie be so bad? Hard to say. It would still be bad because... The
0: story itself is just crummy, so I think people wouldn't hate it as much, but it would still be a terrible movie. Right.
1: It would it would kind of be like the one of the lesser directed uh, the DC, the directive video DC one shots to come out in a few years later. It was kind of be like like the le- bastard stepchild of that.
0: Yeah, it would just be basically it would have been it would have come out. People would have disliked it, and it would have gone away completely forgotten. Right.
1: So, but as it is, since it does use DCAU animation styles, since it uses original voice, almost all original voice actors... It, it,
0: including bringing back Tim Daly to
1: voice Superman, who hadn't voiced him since the animated series. It definitely feels like a stab towards the DCAU fans, and almost unfairly so. So, mm-hmm. so you, Ryder Capizzi, he was already involved at this point in Warner Brothers, in the DC department. DC's owned by Warner Brothers. But he was uh, a writer on the, uh, writer, and I want to be certain here. So I look at some IMDb. But he was a writer on the uh, the Batman Okay. cartoon, which ain't great, but it's not that. It's more. It's definitely stylistic. I would argue. It's got its good moments. It's got its bad moments. Let me see. I just want to be clarified. The,
0: the Batman isn't terrible. I, I liked. I didn't like a lot of the character designs, but I liked the animation quality of it. Like huh. his cape looked really badass in it. Like okay. it, it has
1: to clarify. He most... had one episode of the Batman oh. under his belt, but he was the primary writer on the Batman versus Dracula, which is actually not that bad. It's hmm. actually for it took it took that series to a much quote unquote scarier level.
0: Say hello to Vampire Joker kid. Oh yeah. That's what the uh, nightmare fuel section for Batman on uh, TV tropes has. It just shows Joker gr- like vampire Joker grinning,
1: much less. Oh, he's actually the writer behind Superman Doomsday, which wasn't bad.
0: Yeah, that one was decent. Okay, so
1: arguably he has some talent, but he's a primarily yeah. he's a Batman writer, mm-hmm. and it, I won't say it's obviously it shows, but um, he it, he, he admitted in interviews that came out before this movie. That he doesn't didn't know about some Superman as much he did about the Batman mythos. He did considerable research into the character prep for the role, uh, but we'll get to that right after a short break. Brainiac. It's time to log off. Back to Capizzi. Mm-hmm. So he did considerable research into Superman before he started writing this, but he was on, on admittedly, a short deadline to produce a script. And as much as, as i important, I think deadlines are for projects, If it, sometimes deadlines can be the writer's worst enemy. So, yeah, and,
0: I mean, they had to get this out in time for the movie. I mean, it's kind of like the movie-based video games, you know, where they're only given so much time and given studio mandates and things like that, right. so kind of look at this similar way
1: so does the writer Capizzi understand the superman character as well as he does batman we'll get to my opinions on the superman character in a bit but i would argue no so he's admittedly superman's actually one of the most difficult characters to pull off in the business even if he has some of the best comic stories out there so i mean he arguably i would argue he's just he's hard to write for as much as Wonder Woman is hard to write for. And she's had a weird history in her own media.
0: (laughs) Doesn't she have, like, three different uh, origin stories and goofy stuff like that? Uh, Oh, no, wait, that's... um, I'm thinking of somebody else. What, oh, I can't remember the name of the character, but uh Linkara mentioned her a couple times, said that
1: She oh, is one girl you're thinking of. Yeah,
0: they keep retconning her origin and keep retconning and so she's had like I think five different origin stories or something.
1: I'm looking up her name, hang on.
0: Yeah. I wanna say Donna Troy. Don, Donna Troy. Okay. I was thinking Diana Troy, and I was like, Wait, no, that sounds too much like Diana Troy. Right.
1: Donna Troy. Yeah, I mean, Donna she's Troy. Supposed that to was be, it. Originally she was um literally the younger sister of Wonder of Diana, but they've rewritten her origins, God don't know how many times.
0: Wasn't she a clone at one point
1: or something wacky like that? Dude, it's comics. They don't have to explain crap. <laughs> <laughs> they just make it up as they go along and then re- and then uh, reboot everything. All right. Okay. So My- should we get into the story? Or lack of. Lack thereof. Well,
0: well, before we even go into it, my question about this is, if they wanted to do this in line with Superman Returns, why the hell is Brainiac the villain? He's never even been in the movies.
1: Uh, They probably didn't want to interfere with, you know, I guess Luther being the main villain in Superman Returns. I guess. I don't know. He did villainous things in Superman Returns. I thought he just stood there and shouted, WRONG! Well, that's what the internet would have you believe. So, yeah, so that's all I remember from it. Well, that and he seduced old women. Ha ha. I you wanted can't get to it, that image that. out of your head. Ha 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 I wanted to forget that. <laughs> I also
0: remember uh, Kumar from Harold and Kumar was in it. He didn't ever said a word, so it was kind of pointless having him in it. And then something fell on him and he died.
1: Yeah. Nothing of value was lost
0: pretty much alright so I'm gonna be very blunt about this which if you listen to the previous episodes you know that's something I'm very good at
1: and for uh, listeners at home if you want to play the drinking game take a shot every time he says the word stupid oh god they'll be dead from alcohol poisoning by the time I'm done please don't
0: actually do that I don't want to be sued (laughs) take a shot of like Bud Light or something something with very little alcohol content how about none at all O'Doul's okay (laughs) New Shots of Water. There we go. There we go. Or Gatorade. I don't know. All right. Um, yeah, this plot makes Superman 4 look good. I'm not kidding here. Like, it really does. And Superman 4, if you haven't seen it, is a piece of garbage, and is really stupid.
1: It's on par with Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I honestly think Superman 4 is worse than Batman and Robin.
1: Moving on, though.
0: Yeah. Um, the story, to be honest, they... Could you can tell that they could decide if they wanted this to be for kids, which is fine. if they want to do a Superman movie that's just targeted towards kids. I have no problem with this that it's a cartoon. They're usually targeted towards kids. The, the, but the best part about all the other ones like about all the DCAU stuff is it's targeted towards kids and adults Like it's stuff that people our age can enjoy. Or if they want but with this movie, they couldn't tell if they wanted it to direct this to kids or if they wanted to appeal to everybody, because they used childish dialogue, overly long fight scenes, and this whole dilemma of Clark Kent wanting to be with Lois but not wanting to be with her, and do you honestly care? Oh, yeah, and Luthor is a complete and utter dingus in this entire film. And yes, I've read the, they wanted to mimic Gene Hackman's Luthor. No. They, well, here's a thought. They failed. Failed horribly. Gene Hackman had a sense of charm to him and is a really good actor and still came off as kind of menacing as Luthor. This Luthor is a big, just comic relief, the entire film.
1: Even just so, I mean, I admit I laughed at, there's a point where Superman rushes back on the scene after Luthor's been trounced by Brainiac in a robot suit, and it's like, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman, and Luthor offers a week, yay! I admit I laughed at that.
0: See, at that point, I was so just irritated with this movie that I couldn't even bring myself to laugh at it.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, I I was like, okay, that's that's not bad, but at that point, I wanted Luthor. I was hoping Luthor was dead at that point, because I hated him. (laughs) God, not in the good way of you're supposed to hate the villain, as in, I hated his existence. I wanted him gone. So, if you people want a summary of this movie, and why it's dumb, well, here you go. Luthor hates Superman because Superman is loved by everyone, and Luthor isn't. Wah. He creates a giant satellite space weapon. J- just go with it. But Brainiac hacks it like the PSN a few years ago, and starts breaking more and starts breaking stuff until Superman appears, and this way they can fight and break more stuff together.
1: Yay! Hey, it's Man of Steel before Man of Steel was a thing. Yeah, pretty
0: much. Except they mainly break uh, mountains and they, just one building. Yeah. Lois drags a ping Jimmy Olsen there.
1: Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she drags him right out of the bathroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lois puts on a pair of sneakers, runs into the Daily Planet bathroom, and drags a Jimmy Olsen with wet hands out of there, and I'm praying to God that's because he was just washing them.
1: For your own sanity, let's assume that it was.
0: Yeah, and then she gets worried every time Superman is hit by something because she's stupid. Superman keeps hit, getting hit by the Luthor satellite because Brainiac took it over. And he's stupid. Luthor cheers because Superman is being hurt, but then he's sad because his satellite is hacked, so he's stupid too. Stupid man defeats lack of brain yak. <laughs> and the stupid fight ends with Luthor pay- taking a stupid piece of brainiac because reasons. Clark wants to tell Lois he's stupid man, but is conflicted because she'd be put in danger, even though she's always in danger anyway. So he's stupid. Oh, yeah, and he has a conversation with his parents where his dad goes, maybe you should not wear glasses, maybe you should get corrective ice ready for your glasses. And his mom has to remind him that he doesn't need the glasses.
1: Because he's stupid. stupid.
0: (laughs) Yep, exactly. So, Luthor makes a deal with Brainiac as Mercy makes sexy poses in a movie for kids, and we all feel great shame. The two stupid villains agree to a stupid plan that is stupid, and Brainiac gets a stupid-looking new robotic body. Clark has a stupid dinner with Lois at a fancy restaurant, but it's not a date, and because they're really there for work. But in his mind, he still wants to tell her that he's Superman. But before he can, Brainiac starts blowing stuff up, and, well, you know, they Brainiac attacks. It's the name of the movie. I Mars attacks. And a bunch of stuff explodes. Lois and Superman get hit with kryptonite explosion beams and stuff. And even though kryptonite has been said repeatedly that it's only deadly to Superman... Lois gets poisoned by it because reasons. Oh,
1: okay, I want to stop you there. Actually, Kryptonite's been long established that it can affect human beings, but only in great quantities and over a long time. But you know what? We Considering how yeah. screwy
0: the rest of this stupid movie is, I, I'm going to go with they're dumb. Fair enough. All right. So, Stupid Man, and yes, that's what I'm calling him. He's not Superman. This is Superman's dumb alter ego, Stupid Man. Or alternate universe version. He goes to the Stupid Phantom Zone to get a cure, because that's a thing. And Brainiac blows up Superman's Fortress of Solitude and claims he killed Stupid Man because, well, he's stupid. So while Brainiac kicks Luthor's comic relief ass, we get serious drama with Lois in a hospital bed because this story is more emotionally imbalanced than a Bayformers movie. Stupid Man gets the cure, which involves a golden shower. Ew. Uh. And then we get mind-screw things happen because the movie was ten minutes too short. And we get Lois to mention, uh, mention Green Lantern because why not drag other superheroes into this terrible movie? And so he beats the crap out of Brainiac and, because he's Superman and that's what he does. And even though Brainiac shatters the vial of golden liquid... It's actually on him, so he gives Lois a super revival kiss, and that makes everything better because this movie is, say it with me now, stupid. And if you if you guys think I'm making this up, if you think I'm even making a minute of this movie up, I am not! Okay? This this is what happens in this movie. Now do you see why I think this is dumber than Superman 4? I mean, granted, Superman Four has a guy called Nuclear Man that's solar-powered, but at least he didn't heal people with golden showers. Okay, you need a break. Oh, and have Jimmy Olsen pee jokes.
1: You you need a break.
0: Oh, God, I I need to break something.
1: What's in the box? Nothing! Absolutely nothing! STUPID!
0: YOU'RE SO STUPID! Oh, I, I, I feel better now.
1: <laughs> okay, um, if what? you didn't miss any of that, that's more or less exactly what happens. We, I mean, we skipped some minor details, but, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, if I did skip anything, it's because I watched this movie once, and I refused to ever watch it again. Because I tried. I honestly did try watching this a second time. I got about four minutes into it, about partway through the first Brainiac Stupid Man throwdown, and I just couldn't take it. So if I miss something, to be honest, does it really matter? No. No.
1: Okay. There, nothing I missed could have saved this movie. Okay. Here's what I need. Let, let me explain something. Um, why, at least for me, this movie is – it's bad, but it's more bad because it's derivative. Here, at his core, Superman is more human than any of us. He's kind. He purrs to believe the best about people first, that they're inherently good. He tries to stay within the bounds of the law, and he trusts the justice system to work itself out. In contrast to Batman, who is Vengeance personified, you know, Superman is a much deeper character. While he's more human than any of us, at the same time, he's profoundly alone. He doesn't have the traumatic upbringing like Batman or other superheroes. At the same time, he's socially isolated as Superman by having the powers of a god, and much less he's one of the very few survivors of a dead planet. He may look and act like we do, even share in the common humanity, but at the end of the day, he is ultimately different from humanity. The few few times we see him reflect on this reality, it's deeply mournful or even terrifying. See the world of cardboard speech or in the movie Superman vs. the Elite. So ultimately, I actually prefer Superman to Batman, or even most of the other DC set. He's far more interesting to me. He's essentially the yardstick which other heroes are measured against. And let's face it here, Batman is a very good character, but he's not hard to understand. He's Benjis personified. Superman is is a much you know he's a much deeper character at least for me. Mm-hmm. So while this isn't the worst comic book property I've ever seen, that may have to fall on Tank Girl long story um,
0: I don't think what, you, didn't like, you didn't like the uh, the singing portion of Tank
1: Girl? no actually that was actually kind of fun but
0: that's
1: story. <laughs> I don't think writer Capici set out to do wrong by this character but I think Capici is he's a Batman writer and he should stay a Batman writer now I admit I'm influenced by my Superman betrayals. I grew up with the Donner movies it's one of the everything that he did with my dad when I was a little kid. And not only that, but we watched the live-action Lois and Clark, which is probably my favorite Superman property, period. That's my favorite Superman, that's my favorite Clark, that's my favorite Lois. Hell, I even liked the Luther, the all-too-brief Lex Luthor in that series. Here, the problem with this movie, and admittedly even the problem with Superman Returns, we spent all our time with Superman. And that's not that's not the side of Superman that's interesting. Clark Kent is Superman, or how even the Superman animated series put it: "You're Clark Kent. Superman just helps out once in a while." So, and when you focus all on Superman and not on Clark, and give Superman the chance to be one of us, it, it just doesn't work. So, and this movie doesn't even handle that well. Nor does Superman Returns. The few times we see Clark, it's so brief, you you don't even remember it.
0: Yeah, and the few times you see Clark in this movie, it's kind of like the generic... I mean, it's stuff taken from previous Superman stories. Oh, he doesn't want to be alone, he wants to be with Lois, but how can he be with Lois if he's really Superman, and yada yada. Like, that's like the oldest, oldest thing for him, and... Yeah, I have a like you said, Capizzi knows Batman more. I have a feeling as he read up on Superman, he just kind of saw that and went, "Okay, I'll go with that because I have no time to look up anything else."
1: Now, here's my other problem. We can get to Brainiac, but Luther, Lex Luther, kind of breaks this movie for me. I mean, and so does Brainiac, but Luther, he's supposed to be cold. He is supposed to be calculating. He is supposed to be Machiavellian. He's supposed to be just kind of this cool. he doesn't usually like to get his hands dirty himself. He prefers to have other people do it for him. He he's that Clancy Brown we got in Superman The Animated series. He's Michael Rosenbaum in Smallville or John Shea and Lois and Clark. Right? That's Lex Luthor to me. He's the businessman, ultimately. If yeah. he, even if he gets set back, you know, it doesn't kill it doesn't shut him down forever. Well Gene Hackman Luther is fun, don't get me wrong, and he has his own sense of threatening he's more in the vein of the Adam West Batman series. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just like my Luthor, you know, kind of always in the background, kind of the David Zanatos type.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and in the few moments that um, the Luthor in the animated series and in Justice League and all those actually was involved in like a humorous moment, he was the straight man. Right. It was basically funny because there was something kind of wacky happening around him, like when uh, Amazo is coming back to Earth and they want to protect uh, L- Luthor, and he goes, don't worry, I have a safe house. And they land at a barbershop, and Steel goes, got to admit, Luthor, this is the one place nobody would try to look for you. And Luthor just
1: kind of glares at him and then walks inside. Or I, I do like Luthor and Gorilla Garad's commentary uh, – That what do you call it? Banter in Justice League Unlimited at each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, that was good, too. Let's just talk about Brainiac, because.
0: yeah, Or, heck, when um, Luthor was in Flash's body. Oh, yeah. In Unlimited, where he goes, at least I can find out who the Flash is, and he pulls off the mask. I have no idea who
1: this is. Um, yeah, that was Michael Rosenbaum playing Double Duty.
0: Yep. Which, the, the funny part was, when they did commentary on that episode, they actually said that was one of the reasons why they did it. But they even said in the end it was Clancy Brown acting as
1: the Flash that actually <laughs> stole the show. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you gonna wash your hands? <laughs> no, cause I'm evil. <laughs> All right, um, we'll get to braining a commit. I will say this: uh, the voice actors minus uh, what's his name who played Luther. Oh, pa- uh, Powers Booth. Man is Powers Booth and Lance Hackerson is Brainiac. All the voice actors are on are on cue. Stu is in Blue is the voice director, does a phenomenal job as always. And uh director Kurt Geta. Look, I'm not gonna hold much up against him here. This is obvious this was an assignment to him. He was limited to the animation miles from Tim, true enough. And I'm not a fan that you read the animation. I do have to say the animation looks good. It's crisp. It's on model, and even the cinematography is pretty well done. Fair? Yeah.
0: I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll agree to that. I think the movie looked good. If you look back at the time of it, it, I mean, it was nice to see the same style as Superman: The Animated Series with an animation and just overall quality upgrade in comparison. Like, so it kind of looked on par with Justice League Unlimited at the time. So I did like that, and yeah, Tim Daly, even though they kind of give him some crummy stuff to work with, he does a good job. He was always really good in the original animated series, and Dana Delaney as Lois Lane is really good. Perry White and Jimmy Olsen are not in it very much, but they do a good job. You know, like the voice actors for them.
1: Both, the can't, both Ma and Pa can't, yeah.
0: Yep. And I got to admit, it is a nice little nostalgia trip, because this was before they actually started getting... Um, daily back for some of the direct to, other direct to video ones like public en- like Superman Batman Public Enemies yeah they I'm pretty sure they got Tim Daly back for that one so this was the first time he came back which was also why it was kind of a letdown because it was in this thing and I like Superman I w- I always loved the animated series even though I kind of missed a lot of the later stuff is. It was a combination of, I didn't have a chance to watch it, and Kids WB was kind of flipping the time cha- the time airing around. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, so, but I remember when I finally did see the final two episodes, where Darkseid turned Superman on everybody, and it
1: was really good.
0: And I love the DC Animated Universe version of Superman, and that's kind of like the benchmark that I hold all the other ones to. Because it's a great combination of like, you know, he's the big blue boy scout But they also give him, like, a more edgier, kind of, like, darker tone at points. Usually when Darkseid got involved is Darkseid just knew how to push his buttons and then put him through a wall, too. Like, that was the thing I loved about Darkseid as a Superman villain is Luthor can push Superman's buttons, but Darkseid can do that and then kick his ass,
1: too. Right.
0: So that's why I always really liked Superman. I love the... Two, you know the two different sides of him, and especially in, um, oh god, uh, for the man who has everything. Oh god, episode, yeah. Where where his idea, his perfect his perfect world was just being normal, living on Krypton, essentially a combination of Lana Lang and Lois Lane as his wife, having a son. His pe- you know his real parents were still alive. It that was. That he wanted nothing more than just a peaceful life, yeah, and then when that's ripped away from him, you
1: get pissed off Superman. actually, that's the only Alan Moore comic property that Alan Moore himself liked trans- when it was translated to uh, another medium
0: I, I saw that, yeah, I read about that,
1: mm-hmm. but why don't we talk more about that when we get back from a break? Sounds good
0: I am so happy. <laughs> A hat. Sir? Lex 9000 is supposed to bust up meteors, not Superman. This could ruin me! Well,
1: uh-huh. can't beat Ringside.
0: Mercy, microwave some popcorn! Alright, so, again, this movie does have, like we said, this movie has some positive moments, and we both love Superman. But, unfortunately, those little good parts of this movie. Don't save everything else. I gave you guys, you know, I said essentially what the plot summary was. It's a mess and stupid. And, yeah, it's fine if it's primarily targeted towards kids. And if the creators want to make a super movie that is primarily targeted towards kids, great! I have no problem with that. That's fine. It's simply not for me. I'm okay with that like the old Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog show. It's not meant for people our age. I remember loving it as a little kid, you know. So for I pro I don't know if I'd like it now. I have not tried watching it, but I would like to keep my good memories. <laughs> M- my problem with this movie is they didn't go for the full length for that. We what we got was a movie that was supposed to be for kids. They kept trying to grasp it more mature stories and convince the older crowd that it was still for them. And like I said, I mean, it's like a, it really is like Michael Bay's Transformers movies where it's just emotionally unbalanced in every five seconds. Like, you've got a dark moment like Lois, she's in a coma, she's going to die. Fine, that's good, you know, that's a good, you know, dilemma for Superman. You know, he didn't save her. He wasn't able to protect her. Good. Good. But then in the next scene, you have Luthor acting like a giddy moron in Mercy doing creepy, sexy poses. You know, for kids. Exactly! I mean, yeah, the Justice League animated series had pl- and Justice League Unlimited had plenty of this, you know, we will do little things for adults, too, like the aforementioned episode where Luthor and Flash switch minds, and, Luthor- and Flash Luthor goes into a- essentially his bedroom with um, Talia. that sorceress woman whose name I can't Talia. remember off the top of my head, huh? Talia, yeah, and uh, she was like, "I'll help you rest." And then he, as, as the door clo- after the door closes, you just hear that's not restful. <laughs> you know, that's fine, but this movie feels like it was supposed to be targeted just towards kids. There's no consistency. Like, th- yeah, you've got dark moments, you've got stupid moments, you've got. And there's no real way to keep you know, yes, drama doesn't have to be dark and serious the entire time through, and comedies can have some a few serious moments. If you want a good serious you know if you want to look at a movie that's supposed to be taken seriously that has some humorous moments, look at Star Trek I: Khan. that has plenty of little jokes and comments in it. or for me personally, something that's usually you know over the overall funny, but also has good serious moments. Uh, the anime Angelic Layer did this perfectly. The second to last episode of that show is a massive tearjerker, but it all flows properly and it actually makes sense. Although it's a very happy show. And so this is like one of the many times where create, like studios try to go, oh, let's make something that appeals to everyone. It ends up appealing to nobody. And we said the voice acting was good. There's two exceptions in this. And I don't completely hold the voice actors responsible for this, but we've got Powers Booth as Lex Luthor and Lance Henriksen as Brainiac. Oh,
1: just one correction. It was Tala. Tala? Tala? Tala. Oh, okay. Yeah. Talia
0: Al Ghul. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah, Tala. That's what I thought it was. I couldn't remember. Anyway, moving Um, on. No rum. Yeah. Powers Booth voiced Gorilla Grodd in the animated series in uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. He was really good.
1: Yes. He was
0: very good as Grodd. And Lance Henriksen played Admiral Hackett in the the second two Mass Effect games, and he was really good in those. Unfortunately, whether it's due to just bad writing, studio mandates, I don't know what, they suck in this movie. And, again, I don't completely blame them because... Luthor was written to be a complete idiot, and Brainiac is written as if – I like how one – I read a review about this. One guy nailed it perfectly. They took Brainiac, and instead of being like this emotionless, creepy like ro- robot monster, they turned him into Data from Star Trek Generations.
1: Yeah, that's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, and for Brainiac, this just really highlights how good Corey Burton was – when he played him in the all the animated shows where he was able to come off as emotionally void but still scary and evil rather than what Henriksen does where brainiac seems to have a per an actual like full on personality and, and kind of be a little goofy again i blame that a little bit more on the writing right and booth i think just didn't care <laughs> i think he just didn't care and he just went, okay, you want me to be goofy? Fine, I'll be
1: goofy. Right. I'm, like... Oh, go ahead. Just this... Yeah, that's what bugs me about Brainiac. He's not supposed to care about... He doesn't have emotions. He's not no. supposed to care more than less about petty squabbles. It's not about... You know, it's beneath him. He He's just out to, you know, collect all information of the universe, and that's it. He's kind of like the Borg. Yeah, he said... The good, the good iterations of the board. Except he's just a one one man show. He's not. Yeah. So. And here, and, here, he, I don't know even know how to describe it other than what you've already done. He's just. He's not interesting. He doesn't
0: come off as the only reason why he comes off as a credible threat in the entire movie is because he keeps knocking Superman through stuff. And even then, half the time it's just because Superman's being an idiot. Like when the Lex, like when the Luthor satellite beam thing keeps hitting him. Why doesn't he
1: just fly up and punch the thing?
0: Like, why doesn't he do something about it? He's like, nope, I'll
1: just keep getting hit by the laser because I'm stupid, man. He's the man who has the strength to juggle planets, and he can't flick a golf ball at it?
0: I know. Just throw something up at it. And, like, fine, if you want to actually keep the consistency of Superman can't breathe in space, which actually does put it one step above Superman four. fine. Just have him throw something. Have him, like grab Brainiac's arm and throw it up there like a javelin. That actually would have been funny. Yeah. That would have been that would have been legitimately funny and kind of badass.
1: Right. I mean, hell, Lois and Clark uh the the TV show, they they had a humor moment where he he and Lois were at a driving range and when Lois wasn't looking, Clark puts a golf ball into a low earth orbit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking of a different funny moment where he used his powers around her,
0: but I uh... <laughs> you might remember they when they have got to the do elevator that show one time,
1: You know that, right? Yes, we will.
0: That was a very good show. Oh, yeah. I, I would not mind. Re-watching I mean, they did have bad it.
1: episodes, but
0: yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind rewatching it. But I was there was a scene where they got in an elevator together. And he kind of uses a certain power of his.
1: Oh, to be fair, there's an episode where <laughs> Lois gets his powers because of red kryptonite, mm-hmm. and she looks at his underwear. Ha!
0: Ha! Okay, that's
1: awesome. So, and he, he yep. calls her on it like, Lois, are you doing what you think you're doing? And she just smiles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Heck, that one had great one-liners. I just love the first episode where uh, she says to him, it's like, look, I'm on top here, all right? And he goes, you like to be on top. I got it.
1: <laughs> okay. That line.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, uh, Brainiac, is, but going back to Brainiac, he's terrible, and like I said, as for them going... We
1: wanted to mimic Gene Hackman's Luthor. Yeah, today's experiment failed. I mean, I hate Kevin Spacey's a phenomenal actor, but, yeah, he did a better job here in Superman Returns. He He was actually actually the saving grace of that movie.
0: Yeah, he actually came off as menacing in that. Like, he was the best actor in the entire film.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) The only one who actually came off. Well, to be fair, the guy who played Perry White did a good job, too, but... And the guy who played Jimmy Olsen did a pretty good job in that movie, but of like the actual real main characters, he's the only one who came off as the character he was supposed to be, instead of teenage Lois and, I am Superman, I'm Brandon Ruth, they hired me because I look like Christopher Reeve, and no other reason.
1: We may have to do an episode on that, but I, I couldn't stand that movie for Lois, actually. Yeah, she looked like she was in high school. No, no, it's not that. It's bad. Um, I don't want to get too far away from here, but essentially, Margot Kidder, when she played Lois, she was funny. She was sexy. Mm-hmm. She was smart. She had a strong personality. And in this one, she, no, no. yeah, she's mad at Superman for leaving. Oh no, she wants anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and they do the flying together scene again because. Because she, it is so bad, the first Bella heard.
1: Swan and and Kristen Stewart. <laughs> wow. Okay, I wasn't gonna go that far, but all right. Well, it, it, it's why I hate that movie. So,
0: <laughs> wait, Twilight or Superman Returns? Yes. <laughs> I've never seen Twilight actually. Neither have I. Just I. I've
1: just seen enough clips of it.
0: I've seen pictures online of Kristen Stewart. There was one of actually her smiling and said, why can't she do this in the movies? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I liked Gene Hackman as, like, Luthor, actually. I thought he actually did have... He walked a good fine line of comical and menacing, Mm -hmm. but this Luthor, I'm not even going to call him comical because he's not funny.
1: No. Minus, like, one or two moments where they got a smile out of me. Yeah, and
0: like I said, yeah, that one line – the worst line I remember of him is when Superman uses his freeze breath to stop Brainiac, which why didn't he just do that in the first place? Luthor goes like, ooh, that's cold, or some stupid-ass punning line
1: like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not wrap this about up. It's going to be a short yep. episode. So, oh, well. <laughs> well, it's
0: all right. Next time is our tenth episode. Woo-hoo. It's a milestone.
1: Woo! So we Woo-hoo. need to do something that's cheesy to begin with.
0: Yeah, and we were going to go with uh, a certain movie Trekka Stars. Yeah. Yeah, Into Darkness. And But we decided, you know what? Let's do something more fun. That and it. Might be more. It might be better. So this way, we're not doing very depressing episode, screaming rage episode, screaming rage episode. Yeah. So, our next episode <laughs> is going to be about something that. Oh God, <laughs> this is going to be interesting.
1: Well, you know that you know that trope where people switch bodies in animation and some kid shows, like we talked about with Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing it.
0: Yep, and we're picking probably the campiest, corniest show to do it in. Oh, no, not Adam West, Batman.
1: <laughs> I
0: wonder if they actually did that. Uh, good but nope, we are going with a certain TV show from the 90s, and no, we're not doing an Ninja Turtles episode where they switch minds, and I remember there was one where uh, Shredder thought he was Michelangelo. <laughs> yes, that was a thing. And then whenever he said the word Shredder, he would revert back to Shredder. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. We are going to cover
1: Mighty Morphin Power
0: Rangers. Yay.
1: (laughs) And we're talking the first season, folks.
0: Yep, the classic one, the one that you all remember and you all watched. Don't lie to us and say you didn't. Because we know. We do? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know how. (laughs) But
1: <laughs> I have my ways. Okay. Trust me. I have my ways. Oh. I need to clear some web histories. Excuse me. <laughs> On that creepy note, <laughs> uh,
0: we will see you all next time for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Switching Places.